Hi, everybody. It's Brent here. It's uh, September 11th, 2020. David is uh, getting a much-deserved uh, break from the recording. We'll see him back here next week. Variety of things I want to talk about. A lot of things going on today. I actually wanted to wait and shoot this after today's big report, which is the WASDI report, comes out today. Very highly anticipated. We'll cover that. I want to talk for just a second about Congress and some of the things that are going on, as well as the renewable fuel standard. We've had some news there that I think is important. Uh, we'll talk about the farm income estimates for a second. Then we'll talk about PLC payments that are going to be coming out. Let's go ahead and get started with the um, WASDE report. So market expectations this week, it's crazy how fast they have slid. It seems like just a little while ago, we were talking about record crops. Now, I think the trade really seems to be focused on the crop getting a lot smaller. Trade expectations at 178.3. The average last week was 181.8. Or I mean, USDA was at 181.8 last or in August. So you can see it's slipped quite a bit. David and I played a little game last week with that. Thank you, hoodwinked me. So I'm not feeling very good. I have 179.5 and over. He has everything under that. I feel pretty good about my point of entry on that. But below that, I think he's got a better range than I do. Being the same thing, the average trade estimate is 51.8. We were at 53.3 in August, which big decline. If you look at the AFN consensus forecast, we put 180 as the number in there for August. That's about 30% consensus. So the consensus, there's only about a 30% chance of being above 180, about a 60% chance on the soybean question. So I think the viewers, you guys are also kind of seeing that decline in crop conditions. The interesting thing that I think people aren't talking about as much is going to be what Everybody always fixates on the yield, but the final number is going to be really important. You know, our demand has actually been pretty good, and David has a nice, interesting article up this week on the premium side about this, which is I'm looking at export sales for corn this year. And he did soybeans recently. I think we talked about that last time. But here I'm showing you a couple of charts out of it. And you can see that uh, the 2020-21 marketing year sales before the marketing year actually begins, so these are sales that are already booked for next year, are as high as we've seen for a long time. So we're over 600 million bushels. That's only been achieved two other years. That was in 16, 17, and 7, 8. That, I think, is really good news. Export, beginning export sales look to be awfully, awfully strong. And, of course, really compare that to where we were at, you know, in 19 and 20, which just really not a good situation. But what's driving that? Well, it's being driven primarily by China, which is half of it. 300 million bushels of corn booked to China, and here's what they've done in the past almost three times their biggest number ever. So keep an eye on that. That I think is really good news. Something I'm not sure, like, you know, we said we were talking about it last time. It's just something to keep an eye on. I think this is good information. I also saw an article out this last week where, again, the kind of same theme seems to be in, at least in the media, saying, well, China is buying a lot of soybeans, but they're never going to hit phase one targets. 
and so then the story goes on to talk about why you know they're never going to hit the 40 billion or 36 billion dollar trade target that there is in phase one and i think that misses the point folks uh, i think we need to remember just how bad those sales to china have been the last few years and this is a big big improvement so you combine that improved exports along with a shrinking crop. And, you know, we're starting to see a shift a little bit in kind of the fundamental situation for agriculture. And I think that that's really good news. Other news uh, this week on the demand side, the Trump administration is out saying, well, reportedly going to deny retroactive U.S. biofuel waivers. Who knows whether this will come to fruition or not. There has been a lot of worth on this. And as we showed you last week, the reason this is so darn important is because of this chart, and that's trends in corn usage over time. And what you see is that a huge amount of this slippage in demand, that's ethanol down 227, this was 17 going to 19, down 528 million. So we have lost a lot of demand from ethanol and hopefully, you know, getting some of that back in 19, although I think we have to be a little bit skeptical that that's all going to come back due to just how bad the situation got with the pandemic. But this ethanol story if that were to get fixed and combine that with the exports, I think it would be really good news. Whether it happens or not, I think is open for debate because we've seen this ethanol thing be in the news a lot. It just doesn't seem to get a lot of traction. The other big thing be important for a lot of us to understand is we do have PLC numbers out for wheat. They're pretty big. If you want to get a good source for what the PLC numbers are, go to our friends at Kansas State. They have a really good site called Ag Manager that has some, some good information on it. They do a good job of tracking these PLC payments. Wheat has come in. It will be about a 92 cent per bushel payment on wheat PLC, which is pretty hefty. Corn, they're projecting at 13 cents. So that's one I wanted to put up because I think that if you just ask a typical person out in the country how big that payment is going to be on PLC, they're going to say a lot bigger than that. Keep in mind the corn payment you're going to get this year on PLC is not going to be very big. Remember, you got to multiply that rate by 85% of base acres by the farm yield and then we have to cut that pesky sequestration out of it which i think is about seven to eight percent of the payment not going to be real big payments on corn soybeans of course again zero grain sorghum up to 64 cents there is that as we as we go forward in the next year i think the chances are at least right now if you look at what the wasdi price estimate is would imply a much bigger corn payment under plc for the crop that is going to be harvested shortly but won't be paid until next year so we'll monitor that as we go forward Government payments is the other big thing that I wanted to talk about. Wrote down some numbers, and this, this is kind of interesting. In 2017, the government put out direct farm program payments of $11.5 billion. In 18, they were $13 billion, 13.7. 19, 22.4. 
2030, 37.2 billion is what USDA is currently estimating. 23 billion of that ad hoc is a huge number, absolutely huge number. And if you look at the net farm income estimates, they're up, but the reason they're up is because of that number. Again, Congress right now is kind of back in this issue of there is is there going to be another stimulus program or not there is a big gulf between what the democrat side wants and what the republican side wants i'm starting to feel a little more skeptical if that's even going to get done but probably there there will be something probably better than a coin flip but how much i think is up in up in the air so keep an eye on washington and what comes out of that the Senate side had a pretty hefty, another $20 billion for ag in it, on top of, I think, $16 billion that's already in the CCC and available to spend. And Secretary Purdue is out a couple times saying they're, they're working on what that's going to look like. So keep an eye out for that. All this is to say, I think, it feels to me like things are stabilizing farm economy, if not getting better. We have a situation where crop economics are getting better through higher prices anyway. Of course, if you're in the situation that you lost all that yield, it's not getting better. Take that as a caution. But I feel like prices are firming. The demand side is firming through improved exports and perhaps some resolution to the renewable fuel slippage that's been going on, although I'm not as confident in that. And then pretty substantial government support into the sector. So I'm starting to feel like things are, are getting a little better in ag country, and I think that's good news. Finally, last thing I thought was kind of funny, well, funny, sad, whatever you want to make it. The New York Giants former receiver that was arrested for securing $1.2 million of PPP loans that he used fraudulently as part of a much bigger scheme. That is another interesting thing. We're starting to get notices on PPP loans and how they're going to be forgiven, uh, how that's going to uh, take place, kind of interesting. And then, of course, they're finding all kinds of fraud that took place in that program, which is really unfortunate. And you hope that uh, they catch as much of that fraudulent activity as they can. With that, I will let you guys go and hope everybody has a good weekend for David and me. Wish you guys the best on the coming week. 